Alright guys, pictures up. Pictures up! Pictures up! That's roll sound. Rolling! Rolling! Sound speeds. Camera speeds. Two. Awesome. Take two. Mark. And action! Welcome to the Penn Cinema Podcast. Your behind-the-curtain connection for movie news and reviews. Now here are your hosts, Penn Ketchum and David Moulton. Welcome to the show. I'm David Bolton. And I'm Ben Ketchum. What's, What's up? David, it's good to see you. Thanks. The last time I saw you, there were two things that were very different. Mm. A, yeah. we were in Zootropolis. That's true. Not our usual, so it's good to be back. It's good to be back in the studio. I love doing a live audience. show. I love doing a live show, but the studio here. Yeah. Nothing beats the studio audience. I'm just, right. Yeah. I mean, they're the best. Yeah. Um, and then the second thing that's different is back then, yeah. you were just a kid. I mean, it's hard to relate to who I was right. back then right? with how old I am now. Right, right. Sometimes I look back and I'm like, who was that? Right. That, back then, it's so funny because back then you thought you knew everything. Yeah. You know. On top of the world. You had it all so figured out, all the answers. Little did I know what the world had in store for me between then and now. Yeah. And there's something different about me too. Oh. I'm a little more worldly. Because you were traveling. I've been to Nashville now. Last time you saw me, yeah. I was a regular guy that had never been to Nashville. You've never been to Nashville. Right. And now... I'm a regular guy that's been to Nashville. <laughs> How changed do you feel? Yeah, like you said, I can hardly relate yeah. to the guy that I was. How many cowboy boots and or hats do you know? <laughs> well, I dodged the bullet. I successfully came home from Nashville with no boots and no hats. Whoa. My wife, mm, not so much. <laughs> she going to wear that How often? <laughs> not so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like when you're there, you always have to be looking down. Right. Because if you're not, you might just step right into a pair of boots. Right. That's exactly right. And you got to be looking around because <laughs> right. people are just chucking hats at you. Right. It's like the bottle game. You know, right. that lands on your head. You win. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Speaking of games. Yeah. Oh. You started out our pregame meeting. I did. With a card trick. I did. I was like, do you want to see some cheap magic a 10 year old could do? And you were like, do I? <laughs> That's exactly how it happened. Yeah. <laughs> I was complaining to David that I was tired. Not tired, but just that I, I had been, been I had been doing a lot of desk work. Yeah. Because we got a busy eight weeks ahead of us with, yeah. or I don't know how many weeks, six weeks, I guess, with Thanksgiving and Christmas and the week after Christmas and all that stuff. Yeah. So I've been really like in the minutia all day long, which <laughs> saps me, you know? Yeah. So I came in and I was a little cross-eyed and David said, let me lay this trick on you. Yeah. And let me just tell you, ladies and gentlemen, my guy is a magician. I got the skills that could probably not pay the bills, but <laughs> <laughs> but they're there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, back when you were a kid, yeah. you couldn't have pulled a trick like this. No. There's no way. There's kind of complex. Right. <laughs> right. There's a lot going There's on. There's a lot of sleight of hand. Speaking of a lot going on. Yeah. Tell me about this going on. We got a lot of news to cover. We actually have some we, news. We do have some news. Now, shall we start with a little, a little quick 
review of the weekend at the box office? Yes, please. Okay, so we did. We have not met since the Marvels opened. No. Nor Hunger Games. Nor Hunger Games. But the one that I want to put on, and so we'll talk about those because we're yeah. going to review both of those movies. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody who's listening to the show knows how those movies did, which was um, neither bad and good, not yeah. not great. Yeah, we knew the Marvels was going to be less than a Marvels movie, right? Um, Hunger Games, in my opinion, was just a little bit of a disappointment, but you know it's going to play well. It's I heard good things. People who saw it liked it. I guess we'll find out in a little while if that holds yeah. up. But um, what I wanted to comment on, the biggest surprise for me this weekend was, what's the director's name? Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Yeah. He, his new movie, Next Goal Wins, which we all loved the trailers, and we said we were really excited about it. Nice family-friendly, rated PG movie. Yeah. Uh, cool runnings on soccer, right? Isn't that kind of the, yeah, yeah. the shorthand we gave it? This movie bombed. I don't mean underperformed. I mean terrible. Yeah, I heard that it was like they almost pulled it for a digital release. Apparently, like the, the but then with, since nothing was out, they decided to let it go. Yeah, but it was like they didn't have a lot of faith in it to begin with. Which is so. How do? What do you make of that? How could that be? Because you have a top-notch director. Well, that, here's what I'm wondering. Okay, I'm wondering if I'm not saying that he's spent. Mm or done, or can't do anything. Mm-hmm. I wonder if either A, he's overplayed, or he's gotten comfortable mm. to the point where he'll, he's like not, I don't know a lot about this movie, but I don't know how much of it's like his brainchild. Mm-hmm. Because, and I only say that because the last couple things he's done have gone from being like the thing to being quite the opposite of yeah. the thing. Yeah. And that can happen, you know, if he's just like okay with doing whatever the studio wants because he can get the big paychecks now. That's one thing. Mm-hmm. Or maybe, you know, he needs some ch- time to recharge. Yeah, I mean, listen, listening or, to you talk makes me think that, like, um, almost like he was brought in to carry this thing, you know, but it wasn't his baby. It wasn't his. There's was no creative juices. There wasn't, you know, the really right. any of the stuff that makes him great. Now we could be totally wrong. This could have been right. his baby too. Right. Like I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I know that. I, I do know that the only thing promoting it up until recently was him because he was the only one who could talk about but it. But are there stars in it? I don't remember who's in it. But I think I there's one or two. I don't think there's any A-listers. No, it's mostly a. So to uh, give you a little case. behind the scenes, a little how the business works. The business. The business. Mm-hmm. Um, I frequently talk about the studios, and on Mondays I negotiate with them for holdovers. Yeah. It's it's very it's atypical that a studio would let you split a movie on the second week. Mm-hmm. Now, God forbid that movie was like I don't know Disney. Yeah. Which is the parent company of Searchlight, which has Next Goal Wins. Not only are they letting me split, but it's just one matinee in the prime evening. Wow. So that tells you, like, like, because I, I sort of started, I didn't even, I, I sort of opened the negotiations with, like, what are my options on this? Yeah. You know, and I sort of said, like, I'd like to final it, meaning come off of it, but I know that's not an option, so what, what can you give me, you know? And, yeah, I mean, and then I looked at some other people's schedules in the business for next week, and, yeah, it's like one matinee, one evening. And so... To your point about the studio didn't have confidence in it, 
for a studio to be that f- flexible yeah. on, on week number two tells you that this movie had real problems. I mean, even if you look at the poster, it is a, it is a sad 90s-looking poster. Yeah. It, I mean, it just it, do, it, it reeks of, like, no effort. And it does not make me want to see... Like, it doesn't pique my interest at all. Like, it's just a bunch of faces in a circle. Okay, I don't want to spend the whole show talking about this title, mm. but I just have one last comment. But what if we talked about it some more? Okay, okay. but I, I do have one more time. Okay. One more comment. Right. I feel like a good portion of the blame should be should be laid at the feet of the marketing team. Yeah, yeah. Because this movie should have been a great Thanksgiving movie for you to take your 10-year-old niece or your 8-year-old grandson or your 12-year-old daughter. You know what I mean? Like, some portion of family should have seen this and known that this was the great family option that we can all go watch. And it doesn't have to be great. Poster doesn't have to be inspiring. doesn't have to be creative or have a twist. Just a good, fun, straightforward, feel-good family movie. This, I, in my opinion, from the trailer, this had all the ingredients. But for it to fail as bad as it did, it's got to be marketing, in my opinion. Well, I think we're going to have a theme there of marketing not doing a good job, but I don't know if that's a result of the strike or what, right. but, but I think that, I think everything we're going to be talking about from that's out right now is suffering from a marketing. Yeah. So speaking disaster. of the strike, yeah, it ends. It finally ended. Yeah. Walk us through it. Well, here's the, here's the weird thing. I've been listening to like interviews with Fran Drescher and stuff mm. at NPR. I was listening to an interview with her and she was getting into like the the details, the interesting stuff, and I don't know if it's like I don't you you, you know you wonder who owns who mm. type of thing, but like they kept cutting her off when she would get into like the interesting things, and it was one of those weird it was one of those weird interviews where like she started to really get into it. And they're like, yeah, well we're out of time. We'll talk to you later. It wasn't even like a full huh. full blown explanation of what has been going on. I do know that they came to like an agreement on <clears throat> a big thing was residuals. Right. Right. And I, uh, I think she was explaining something like if 20% of the subscribe, like when a stu- when a studio sells something to a streaming service, they have a reserve of that money that they have to put to the side. And then when 20% of the studio audience within a certain of uh, the subscriber base if 20% watches the show then uh, that money gets divvied out in a certain way to as like a residual as okay. residuals it's some sort of like formula right. like that I, I don't quote those numbers but it's something like that yeah so and then there was also a thing on a protection from ai and mm-hmm. the use of your image without proper permission and stuff yeah so Okay, well, anyway, the strike is over. I think that, um, <coughs> as we've said on this show a few times, like the effects of the strike will be subtle and will play out over the next 12 to 18 months. Yes. And it's not like it's over. I would say the first week that it was over, there was all of a sudden a big rush of things where all of a sudden, like, everything's back on. Yeah, but then but then it's like, oh wait, we don't really have anything to talk about because just because it's going doesn't mean right. all of a sudden there's news. Did you notice how the morning, like the strike was over, and the next morning, Disney announced like a slate of oh, movies yeah. getting delayed. Yeah, yeah. You could just tell that like 
we knew, we heard, everybody heard that the strike was over officially at 12.01 a.m. And you just know, like, all the executives were in their office leading up to 12.01, ready to announce, like, here's what we're going to announce at 12.01. Right. And because now that they're announcing it, it's not like you can hold, hold the strike against right. them anymore because right. it's over. Right. Yeah. Brutal. Okay. So, but now lots of, lots of uh, announcements and one big announcement. Ooh. Huge, mm. I know, especially for you. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo announced that in partnership with Sony Studios, they are going to be making a live action Legend of Zelda movie. I know. At first, this is. Let me take you through the, the events that what this happened. <laughs> what, at first, they're like Nintendo was. Oh. They're making a Zelda movie, and everyone thought it was going to be an animated. And right. we got really excited. Yeah. That's what the rumors were. Yeah. That would be amazing. And then they're like, "Wait, we're going to do a live action movie." Even better. And then oh. we're, we're partnering, partnering with Sony, and everyone was like, "Well, wait, what?" And then they're like, "Ah," and guess guess what? The guy who wrote the Maze Runner is doing it. Okay, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, nah. eh. I mean, not the best, but not the worst. Like, oh, well, don't don't worry. It's being produced by Avi Arad. Ah, oh, you mean the guy that makes really bad movies <laughs> from video games? <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, this this is not looking too good. I mean, we'll see. I mean, Nintendo. You would hope that since they're they're funding so much of it, uh, you know, and not everything that Aviar touches is is horrible. Because I mean, technically he had a hand in in into the Spider Verse and stuff, but that's more of a Pascal. Thing. <laughs> I love how you. <laughs> but but you have to remember that Morbius is a is. I love know, how you give people you don't like no credit. Yeah, he doesn't deserve. This guy's awful. I know that he like made my favorite movie ever of all time, but other than that, he was barely involved. I'm just saying. You look at this guy's track record. That's <laughs> so great. All right. Well, yeah. I I hear you, and I, as I frequently say, I like. Let's see the trailer. Yeah. Let's see some photos from the set. Let's see who stars. Let's see how this comes together. How many actors are going to be played? How many characters are going to be played by Chris Pratt? Right. <laughs> well, you mean besides Garfield? Yeah. Right. But in, in Legends of Zelda. Oh, in Legends of Zelda. Yeah, is yes. Zelda going to be played by yeah. Chris Pratt? Yes. And will Garfield also be in Zelda? Yeah, most definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Dude. Live action, man. Weren't you, <laughs> yeah. weren't you listening? I got some more news for you. <laughs> This is interesting. I I don't know where you found this. Variety. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Okay. DVD and Blu-rays have been making a comeback. Okay. People have been buying them more. And, uh, like, I'm not saying that they're making, like, they're putting them back in the stores as much as they were. But sales are going up. And they're saying it's a result of... Uh, loss in faith in streaming services yeah. because the stuff is constantly moving around. So we're not talking like every movie selling like hotcakes, right. but like series and the standards, the things that people like to watch over and over and mm -hmm. over again are starting to pick up in sales because people want to watch it and they don't want to have to search. And the sound. 
Yeah, the and sound the is sounds. a lot better on a DVD or a Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what I did. Yeah. Because I'm always like, I got this kind of timing. Yeah. What'd you do? David, ask me what the secret to comedy is. What is timing? Oh. (laughs) You did it. I did it. You did it. I did it. Here's what I did with my classic timing. Mm. I recently, as in a week or two ago, (gasps) took a large cardboard box (gasps) that was filled with dozens upon dozens of DVDs Mm. to Goodwill. Oh, to goodwill. To goodwill. And now what you're telling me is I could have sold them. Yeah. I mean, you could have taken them to complete box. Oh, I should have done that. Yeah. I didn't think of that because I thought they were all games. No, they do sell. I mean, they don't have a large selection, but they do. I don't know how much they would have traded and valued it for, but. I would have given it to them. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would have said, hey, it. my man. They do sell them. CIB, what's up? i like, holla. <laughs> what's the guy's name? Spencer? Spencer. Yeah. Yeah. Our man. Yeah. (laughs) All right, what do you got for me? That was fun. Uh, I broke this news to you, did I not? Mm, Or had you heard it before I I think I might have heard. Okay. Yeah. So Dune, Mm -hmm. which got, was supposed to, we, back when you were a kid. Right. The plan was we were going to see Dune 2. Right. In November of 2023. Yeah. It has since been moved to the middle of May. March, in the middle of March. March. Yeah. You would not believe. So we talked about how my birthday just passed. Right. Last year we watched Dune for my birthday. <laughs> right. The amount of people complaining to me <laughs> at my birthday, I really I really was hoping we'd be yeah. watching Dune too. Be why, watching. Are we, why, why aren't we watching Dune? It's like, I don't Yeah, David. Like, I don't have control <laughs> over that. <laughs> like, I also want to be watching <laughs> right, Dune. Right, right, right. <laughs> I don't know what you're expecting here. <laughs> I thought you knew Penn. Yeah, yeah, come on. <laughs> aren't you connected? Right. Well, anyway, Penn Cinema unilaterally made the decision to push Dune to to middle of March. To middle of March. Yeah. But recently, <gasps> we got some good news. Oh, what's that? Two weeks sooner. <gasps> so it's early March. Was it March 1, mm-hmm. I think? Yeah. So Dune 2 was originally in November <laughs> to March. Now <laughs> back to March 1st. I love it. Yes. I love it. The response that I got from one David Moulton, mm. I texted David, a, I think, a link to the Variety headline. And his response back to me was two glorious weeks. Yeah. Imagine what I would have been doing during those two weeks. You would have been fretting, have been like, worrying, dude, wondering. When? Two weeks? Right. How? Tick, 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 uh, tick, 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 Yeah. I don't got that kind of time. No, nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> Beginning of March or bust. That's what You're I always right. say. I'm always saying that. <laughs> All right. Another big piece of news. Um, yeah. Pedro Pascal. Yeah. How do you feel about this? He was recently announced to be rumored or, or in confirmed talks. in talks to star as Mr. Fantastic. Uh, I love it and I'm okay with it. Okay. Like, it was, so I don't want. I don't want to say hate, but I like. And one part of me is like, oh, I mean, gotta love Pedro. Sure. Who and doesn't? He, I, I I never thought of him for this role, but he'll be great. But then I also think, is he a little too big for it? Mm. Like, is it going to be hard to get him? I don't think he's too big for it. No. No. The other thing is, I'll be honest. I don't. I, I don't think that it would, it's actually going to happen, but. For whatever reason, John Krasinski 
you know, he played Mr. Fantastic yeah. in the one movie. Yeah. He just he just feels like Mr. Fantastic. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know. Like, it's hard to go against that. But So did they, did somebody leak the Pedro Pascal news in order to put pressure on Krasinski? Like, to say, hey, listen, you're not the only guy we're talking to. I don't think Krasinski, want, Krasinski wants to do it. Gotcha. I think that's what I had heard. I don't know. Yeah. But it's still a talks thing. And I, one of the things I, I was reading was that one of the issues is whether or not he's too busy mm. to do it. That I would believe. Yeah. I so don't when think I he's say too, too big, that's what I mean is too busy. He's doing uh, too many things. Yeah. But he's amazing. Mm. And I think that he'd be great as Mr. Fantastic. When is that? Do we know when that movie is, even no. roughly? Or no? But we do know that I think Vanessa Kirby is set to be uh, Mrs. 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 Fantastic? Well, the Invisible Woman. Yeah, right. But yeah. Sue. Wee. Sue Richards. <laughs> Sue Richards. What's this here? Okay. I This is hot off the presses. This was just this it's afternoon. Steamy. Yes. Yeah. A new Jason Bourne movie. Say what? Is in the works at Universal with Edward Berger, who I'm sure you remember directed. Remember in 2022, one of our favorite movies of the year was All Quiet on the Western Front? Yeah. Yeah. That movie was incredible. Mm. Anyway, that movie, I would not have remembered this, but I was reminded by this article that that movie, All Quiet on the Western Front, was directed by Edward Berger. And he is now in talks to um, direct, and here's the key, direct and oversee development for the new Jason Bourne movie. Really? I like that because that tells me, like, we were talking earlier about what's-his-face, like, um, Taiki Watiti. Mm-hmm. That tells me that, like, this guy, Mr. Berger, is all in. You know what I mean? Like, direct and oversee development. Like, that's, yeah. that's, he's all in. He's committed. Um, so I was really excited to read this until I got to the last little detail, mm. which says, oh, no, there's no script. Yet. Yet. Uh, I don't like the Bourne movies. I love the Bourne. I know I'm in a minority, and by yeah. that I mean it's just me. Right, a minority of one. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like, the, I like it's not like I can. I, I'm not going to tell you they're bad. I just don't like them. Like, I just they just don't entertain me. I love the Jason Bourne movies. I loved when Jeremy Renner moved into the role. Mm. Uh, I look forward to seeing if it's going to be him or somebody else. The best thing about the Jason Bourne movies is when you see a clip online of someone doing something really stupid, and then it clips to the guy, the clip from the movie where the guy goes, "My God, it's Jason Bourne." <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite part. You know what? I never told you. What's oh, that? actually, I didn't tell you this because I haven't seen you. What? Just a minute ago, when we said there's no script yet. Mm. I recently had a pretty fancy speaking engagement. You? Yeah, I did. I was invited, uh, in uh, requested mm. to attend. Now, I don't know. Is this bragging? Is this weird that I'm like putting this out there in front I mean, of everybody? You know, no, it's just but me. It's just you. No one else is here. I was requested. My, my attendance was invited. Whoa. <laughs> Mandatory? <Yeah>. Suggested. Yes, <laughs> suggested. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just trying to make this a big deal, but I was invited to present. At the dinner table. At the Akron Elementary second grade oh, class career, no. career day. Career day? Yes. Career day at the Akron L second graders featuring yours truly. Whoa. What's up? And so what I learned while I was hanging out with a bunch of seven-year-olds mm. is 
they they had sheets of paper all over the all the wall of the room. Yeah. And at the top of the paper in, in big, big font, it said the power of yet. And then the sentence below it said, I cannot blank, but I will, or I cannot blank yet, but with practice, I will learn how or something like mm. that. And so then each kid had to fill in the blank. And this one kid wrote, I cannot tie my shoes yet, but in time I will learn how. And you were like, same. Well, what's funny, <laughs> what's funny about it, <laughs> this is why I'm such a jerk. <laughs> the freaking kid doesn't know how to spell shoes either. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he can't tie his shoes and he can't spell yeah. shoes. Oh my like, gosh. Buddy, let's start right there. S-H-U-S-E-S, oh. shoes? S-H-E-W's? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm waving the teacher down. I'm going, hey, listen, you know, not for nothing. <laughs> I can do both. <laughs> I can do both. <laughs> do you remember when you learned how to tie your shoe? I don't. I do. I And I'll tell you why. I have a very specific memory. My parents were out of town for the weekend. Already, this is the most ridiculous story. I remember how I learned how to tie my shoes because my parents were out, out of the town. Here's what happened. Here's the what burglar happened. broke in, right. and he's like, I'm taking everything unless you can tie those shoes. And then I tied them around his neck and, and choked him out. Cops came Bastard. and saved the day. My parents were out of town. Yeah. And their friend, their adult friend, mm. who was a little younger than them, <gasps> who does not have children. <laughs> Let me just, that's an important detail. Mm. His name's Jeffrey J. Fox. One Michael's of the, Right, right. One of the coolest dudes you would ever have the good fortune of meeting. Totally. Right? World-class photographer, traveled the world, taking photos, killer guy, amazing guy. Championship shoe tire. Well, see, that's where we get into it. Did I mention he never had kids? <laughs> yeah. no, no children. Okay. But somehow he's stuck watching me and my brother for the weekend. Because he has no kids. And I don't, I don't, to do. I don't know how that worked. Okay. But somehow he got stuck with me and my brother. We're mm. walking up Park Place. My friends have never asked me to watch their kids like that. <laughs> and they, they hopefully never will. Right. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we're walking up the street and I'm like, Jeff, you tie my shoe? And he's, like, no. And I'm like, Jeff, tie my shoe. Jeff, tie my shoe. Jeff, tie. And I'm like an annoying little kid. Yeah. And he got sick of having to tie my shoe all the time. Yeah. So right there in the middle of the street, we stopped. And he taught me how to tie my shoe. He said, if you ever untie your shoe again, your parents yeah. aren't coming back. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. If you ever want to see your parents again, you better quit the bitching. <laughs> to learn you know, to tie your shoes. Right. Quit your crying. <laughs> no this more, could be it, Sonny. <laughs> no more you-hoo for you, buddy boy. <laughs> Stupid kids. <laughs> wow. So anyway, the kids up at Akron don't know how to tie their shoes or spell Spell shoes. shoes. What a group of kids. So the first thing I did when my when my presentation started. <laughs> it's like, you guys basically have a job at the theater. <laughs> <laughs> Spelling is optional. <laughs> Shoe tying, not so much. <laughs> right. Well, just get you some Velcro kicks and be done with it. <laughs> All right. Michael B. Jordan. Oorah. He's set to direct Creed 4. Yes. But there's no Stallone on the horizon. Am I late to this detail? Are you aware of this dynamic? Yeah, Stallone stepped away the last one. So yeah, not I, only uh, did he step away, but he stepped away and then had comments about how it went. 
Yeah, because it had to do with the rights or something. I know we talked about it during the, oh, okay. during the time, but I can't quite remember. I think that he didn't want something or something like that, and they were just like, whatever, we'll do it without you. Yeah, he 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 didn't like the direction Creed 3 went, yeah. and they did the movie without him, and now they're getting ready to do Creed 4, and they're going to do it without him again. Creed 3 was fantastic, yes, by the way. Yes, it so, was amazing. So what's yeah, up? Yeah. All right, uh, last bit of news. What do you got? Speaking of sequels... The Blackening 2 and Dungeons and Dragons 2 are both being rumored, whatever. Yeah, I saw an article on Gizmondo today that just said, make Dungeons and Dragons 2, you cowards. You bastards. Yeah, I was like, okay. All right, that's it. All right, that's all the news fit to print. Oh, remember when we tried to coax the whole room yes. of our quote-unquote fan can I just say that was disappointing? And no one did it. I, how did they not do it? I, remember we had a little lesson. I showed them all. Like, you do something up here with your hand. Yeah. And then when it comes to the climax, yo. Yeah, you would have thought yeah. that there had been like at least one person that was like, I'm here. I yeah. might as well have a good time about it. But instead, blank stares. Yeah. <sighs> all right, let's get into trailers. This week, we mm. definitely have trailers. Do you have a trailer of the week? I only have a trailer of the week out of forced necessity to choose yes, one. Yes, agreed. Yeah. I I don't want to say they're bad. I just none of them spoke to me. Let's there's there's a movie that I'm super excited for, but the trailer did zero for me. Mm. Okay. Let's, okay. Let's just start at the top. Yeah. Garfield. Uh, <sighs> here's my problem with Garfield. Yeah. They lost me very early in the trailer. Are you familiar? I know that you are, but yeah. I'm just saying rhetorically speaking. Are you familiar with continuity errors? Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm drinking a glass of water, and the camera goes to the other guy, and when it comes back to me, the, gla- the glass has magically refilled. Right. Right? Something like that. How do you have continuity errors in animation? Uh, that, this could be editing errors. So John, Garfield's yeah. owner, is sitting there eating a piece of pie, pe- eating a piece of pizza pie. He has the piece, the pie on the table is missing the piece that he has in his hand, yeah. which he has taken a full bite out of. Uh-huh. In the next picture, the next sequence, the, pie, the piece of pizza is back in the pie with no bite taken, and then... When Garfield appears and starts eating the pizza, there's a full pizza back. Yeah. It's almost like the whole thing happened in reverse. Yeah. Come on. I don't know. That bugs me. I, I can, yeah, I get that. And, well, I didn't like how they made Garfield seem like this down on its out. Right. I'm like, Garfield's supposed to be like pompous. Cock, cocky. Cocky. Yeah. Like, I just like, yeah. I don't, this kitten on the street yeah. origin. And man, Chris Pratt. Does not fit Garfield. I want more. I, I I'm nervous about this. I'm not excited about this, but I feel like it could be an it, okay kid movie. It could it could be saved, but yeah. um, I did not like the trailer. I did not like. I completely agree with you. I did not like the big eyed kitten origin story. Yeah. Like that was out of place. It should have had him mailing Obi to Abu Dhabi. Right. Or the rest of the stuff in it when he was like when he's Garfield, Garfield yeah, right. felt Garfield enough. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay, hit us. We got here. 
I am sorry to say mm. that this is my trailer of the week, reluctant, reluctantly. Yeah, okay. We're talking about, oh, the first movie we were talking about was called Garfield. Right. About a orange cat. Right. If you don't know about Garfield. Yeah, Garfield is a comic Right. back when we were kids. Right. Now it's a movie starring Chris Pratt. Yeah. Platt. Pratt. Platt. Pratt. 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 Pat. Maybe I can help with the Pam Pan thing. <laughs> the next movie we were talking about is Inside Out 2, the much-anticipated sequel to one of our favorite movies called Inside Out. I've which, never seen it. Well, I've seen it, and I loved it. Mm. I thought we saw it. I've never seen it. Okay. Well, it's amazing. It's a Pixar. It's it's in the category, like most Pixar movies, like it's a home-run Pixar. It's not mm. one of these like shitty, throwaway yeah. Pixar movies. And the... The big premise is that the girl who the emotions are based on is turning th- into her teenage years. Yeah. And she is introduced to a new emotion, which wreaks havoc on all the other emotions. I think several new emotions. And then, right, several. But the star of the new emotions is anxiety. Right. Right. And. I think the, the joke is hormones come in and rebuild right. her brain. Trash the whole place. Yeah. You know. And rebuild it. Yeah. I remain really excited for this movie which is why I gave it my trailer of the week but the trailer itself was like meh this movie will do well that's all I can really say about it I'm, it doesn't it doesn't interest me at all but it's gonna do it's gonna the first movie was such a big hit this movie's gonna do well we're lucky to have you well that kind of cutting edge insight look it's not easy being a pompous ass. <laughs> Sometimes you got to work at it. Just ask Garfield. Yeah. Okay. All right. Ghostbusters Frozen Empire is a sequel to a sequel. Okay. Of a series of right. sequels. Right, right. Um, that I don't know. I don't care about Ghostbusters. I Can I change my answer? Yeah. I think this is my trailer week. Is it? Yeah. I watched it and I thought, Oh, why? You know why it's my trailer week? Because there's a lot of subtle things in there. Mm. Patton Oswalt's in there. Uh, what's his face? Um, Dan Aykroyd is like subtly, quietly in there. Yeah. The kid from Stranger Things that stars, he's in there. There's a lot of good stuff. I, th- I feel like maybe if this would have been, been the last one, because there's a lot of Complaints of the last one basically just being a retread of a previous story. Yeah. And this feels like more of an original Ghostbusters story. Yeah, that's what I'm so saying. So it could surprise us. That's what I'm saying. It's just, my downplay isn't necessarily that the trailer's bad as much as Ghostbusters, like Jason Bourne, is just not my thing. So. Okay. The next is my trailer of the week. Okay. That's Mean Girls. Yeah. Tina Fey. Tina Fey. It's a reimagining of Mean Girls as, and you wouldn't get this from the trailer, mm. but it's a musical. This one's a musical? Yeah. Huh. So, um, you know, the actors and actresses in it, they're all good. Tina Fey is great. The original property is good. I'm interested in seeing where this where this goes. Like, what makes it different? Why, you know, I would have thought that Mean Girls wasn't old enough to need a, a remake. But you know what? This comes out in January, which I think is a great time for it. It's really not a competitive frame. You know, right. it's a perfect time. What gives me hope about this trailer is um, the marketing that I've gotten from it from Paramount. Mm. 
mm-hmm. is just really funny. You know, I think they've, oh. they've really taken, and I can't remember any good examples off the top of my head, but they've really taken the sassy, you know, could give a damn attitude, yeah. you know, from the movie and applied it to the marketing. And I think it's going to be fun to market. I mean, you know, the other thing is like the trailer will run on everything this Christmas. You know what I mean? It'll be on color purple. It'll be on, um, probably won't be on wish, but, um, you know, of course, yeah. hunger, hunger games, you know, a lot of the bigger movies will have this trailer on it and hopefully that'll help drive some people to it. But yeah, yeah I think this is going to be a good movie. I'm looking forward to seeing it. I, the trailer was like whatever. Yeah, yeah, I will say it was a whatever. I, like I only chose this because I was like, wow, I got to pick something. We we are now at the top, the pinnacle uh. of this week's trailers. Would you or would you not agree? It's all downhill from here. Oh my god, it's all downhill from here. Okay. Yeah. Take us away. Next one is we have Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom trailer two. Man, this movie looks more and more like a mess to me. Do you remember when this movie was originally like supposed to be a, a scary movie? I can't keep track of what this movie has and has not been supposed to be. Yeah, and like, now it, it's like it was going to be a comedy. It was going to be scary. It's going to be a superhero movie. Blah, blah, blah. And the trailer doesn't seem to figure it out either. The trailer has no clue. Yeah, it's got elements of like things that I would think would be too scary for y- too young of an audience. Right. But then the comedy is definitely like for the younger audience. I don't know. It just looks. Uh, <sighs> well, here's here's the deal. Yeah. So we'll talk a little business. <gasps> This Christmas, we are going to have Trolls and Wish and Aquaman. Yeah, and Color Purple. And Color Purple. Those are your big four. None of those, except for Wish and Trolls maybe, will get two screens. Like everything's going to have everything on Christmas Day. When you come here on Christmas Day, every movie is going to have like one screen. Oh, okay. You know, there may be some, there will be extra matinees of migration of Wish, you know, the kids' movies. Yeah. But, like... None of them are big enough to warrant. None of them are big enough to be on two or three screens. Color Purple will have some extra shows. Aquaman might have some extra shows, but none of them are going to be two screens. Yeah. That's crazy. Isn't that wild? And you you have Iron Claw, Boys in the Boat, and Ferrari. All at the same time. All opening on Christmas Day. I'm sorry, Iron Claw is a couple days before then. But, yeah, I mean, it's going to be wild. The, the Christmas Day slate is going to be almost all new movies. Wow. Yeah. Wow. All right. And then the next uh, movie that we have, so that was Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. The next trailer we have is called Madame Webb. Yeah. Madame Webb, starring one Dakota Johnson. Um, sure, there are other people in it we should know, but Dakota is the only one that I recognized. Would you like me to explain this movie to you? I would love. I was going to ask you. It looks like a female Spider-Man Venom type of thing it is it's in they're calling it the next phase of the spider verse movie thing spum i think it's called sony pictures universe of marvel movies anyway um anyway this is the next part of the spum and it's madam web but it it, there's going to be peter parker's parents are going to be in it she kind of can see the web of destiny, and then she's protecting a bunch of girls who have the potential to become spider women. And I don't know if they become spider women. Spider women? Yeah, they're spider women. So I don't know if they become spider women <laughs> in 
in this universe or if that's just flashes of them from another universe. And I think we have a red herring for the villain mm. where they say is Ezekiel and Ezekiel's not tech typically a villain, but what he is is a guy who comes and uh, explains spider lore to Spider-Man, but it looks like he might do that to her. So she thinks he's a bad guy in the trailer, Yeah, and the, but then in the movie we're going to find out he's trying to be helpful. Yeah, and that the real villain is these... are In the, in the comics, the real villain are is this character called Morlun, who is like a vampire. So the whole idea is that Ezekiel shows up and he says, Spider-Man, you know, you thought you got your powers from a radioactive spider, but really you're... Uh, what they call spider totem and there's this mystical like spider god that appoints people to have its powers and you're this universe's version of that every world like there are several spider totems and it's just that you know the spider bit you and activated your totem abilities and now there's these vampire creatures that eat totems suck Mm. the life out of them Mm. that's the villain that's the that's the real villain who's coming for the spider girls Wow. Yeah, it it it's gonna it's it's probably it, not gonna be great. It's gonna be awesome. Yeah. I can't wait. The best movie ever. <laughs> yeah. Last and least we have Fast Charlie, starring Pierce Brosnan in this clearly made for TV movie. Yeah. From Vertical Entertainment. It's like what if James Bond but bad? Right. But also Liam Neeson. Right. And uh it starts off, you're like, oh, he seems like he's kind of cool. But then it keeps going, and you're, by the end of the trailer, you're like, I'm already tired of him right. being this guy. And I've only been watching the trailer for 40 seconds. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I may have been doing other stuff while I was playing. Garfield, Inside Out 2, Ghostbusters, Frozen Empire, Mean Girls, Aquaman, and The Lost Kingdom, Madam Web, and Fast Charlie. Those were our trailers this week. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Boom, boom, boom. What? There you go. Let's move on to our movie reviews. Mm. Now, let's start with the Marvels, because we've both seen the Marvels, right? Yes, correct. And, and I'm the one who's seen Hunger Games. Yes. All right. What did you think of the Marvels? The Marvelous Mrs. Marvels? <laughs> yeah, the Marvelous Mrs. Marvels. Yes, it was amazing. Now, you watched Miss Marvel, right? I did, okay, and good. I loved it. Okay, good. Yes. Uh, I think that this movie's great. I do, too. It was a surprise. Because I thought it might not be so good. The reviews going into it, you know, I try not to read, but the buzz was not so positive. Yeah. I mean, this is another example of where, you know, this is why you don't listen to movie critics. Yeah. Except for us. You know, (laughs) this is why, you know, they don't know what they're talking about. You know, I don't know. Whatever. This, This movie... I understand the big picture of things, which is that this movie disappointed at the box office. Yeah. But it was a fun movie. The guy I watched it with and I had a great time, um, thought it was super fun, and I've been hearing good things from people coming out of it. That's what I can't emphasize enough. This movie is just fun. Yeah. There's problems with the villain. There's problems with the plot. Yeah. But the movie is fun. Like, it's easy. It's just Easy breezy, like don't. It does. It's not it's because it's so short. It's not deep. Things don't make sense. I loved that it was short. Yeah, but it was it was just right. Like it it, it was yeah. it was. I like the things that they did with some of the characters. Like uh, they they made Miss Mar- Miss Marvel could have been like Tony Stark with mm-hmm. uh, Spider Man 
looking up to him and being yeah. all like cocky and everything. But she wasn't. She was, you right. know, she she acted different. Like she was more like surprised, like, oh, wait, people look up to me. Like right. I didn't realize right. that type of thing. And uh, the comedy was great. Miss Marvel, um, Aman Vellani, is a gem. Yeah. Like people, like that's definitely, she's going to go places yeah. even outside of Marvel yeah. for sure. Um, but it's just fun. One thing it doesn't do is have anything to do with Secret Invasion, which is something that they kept saying you had to see before Miss Marvel. Mm. But no. No. Yeah. <laughs> made no sense at yeah. all. It's like that show didn't exist. What do you make of the stinger? Oh, man. That's one of the best stingers we have had since, like, Thanos-level stuff. Yeah. For a Marvel fan, because Beast. And it's not – it's he's he's voiced by Kelsey Grammer, but he's – Animated to look, it's not Kelsey Grammer and makeup, so it's not the X Men right. universe from the from the Fox, but it's he's animated like the '90s animation and Beast, and he looks fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, what, is he going to get his own movie? Well, there or is in, this a sequel for Marvels too? Well, they're in the well. I mean, they're building up to some. They're building up to Secret Invasion, okay. or not Secret Invasion, Secret Wars, which is when like a bunch of the universes cross over and like a big thing and then melt together. Okay. But in that universe, the X-Men exists is basically all that yeah. it's saying. Cause they're in the X-Mansion. You can see the door. Right. And, and the other part about the stinger is that, cause they say it earlier on, Miss uh, Captain Marvel's like, you should have been the one that this happened to, to her friend. Right, right, right. And in this reality, it did happen to her friend. Yeah. And, uh, which, People are saying they're wondering if um, Carol Danvers is the oddity because now we've seen two alternate realities, and in both alternate realities, uh, Rambeau's been Captain Marvel and not yeah Brie Larson. That's pretty cool. Um, I think this movie's going to. I have it over Thanksgiving weekend in a large theater. Okay. I think it's going to, you know, even though the critics are poo-pooing it and even though it didn't do, you know, the business that the headlines expected, yeah. um, I think it's a it's a, it's a, a notable franchise that people will look for. It's a known brand. Yeah. Now, not only did it underperform, but the big news is it had the biggest second week drop-off in comic book history. The sophomore frame. Bigger even than, worse even than Morbius. Mm. At seventy nine percent, Morbius was seventy four. Mm -hmm. So that's like. What do you uh, attribute that to? Because I have an answer. Morbius is considered one, like the worst, one of the worst comic book movies of all time. Yeah. Um, I think it's marketing, and those bad, those initial bad reviews. I don't know. And, and I think it's all female led. I think that's a problem too. Well, the, the I mean, it's not a problem, but I think that's a marketing. No right. Issue. I think. Well, what I was going to say, which speaks to the female audience, is. The second week of Marvels was Hunger Games. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is the exact same market. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, so, so I'm going to say best movie ever. Best, best movie I've ever seen. Definitely best movie ever. Yeah. Uh, but moving on to the Hunger Games. Speaking of. Yeah. Uh, ballad of. Songbirds so and Snakes. Songbirds and Snakes. That's a hard. ESNS is what we call it. ESNS. Um, delightful. I mean, not delightful as in like it was super happy, but 
a real surprise good time. Mm. Like I did not expect to like this as much. I thought I was going to see it like, well, that was a movie that like fits in the franchise. I think I like it better than the last really? one. It, it's one of those things where I don't think you, you, you can watch it without it knowing what the Hunger Games are. But you wouldn't have to have seen all of them to watch. Because it's such a, it uh, takes place 60 years before. You have to understand the basic premise of the franchise, but not you don't have to remember all the storylines. Yeah, you don't have to know anything other than what the Hunger Games are. Because gotcha. it doesn't explain that. It assumes that you know what the Hunger Games are right. and that they've been established. And then it's like, but it's really interesting to like see. So this movie takes place during the 10th Hunger Games. And we have watched in the other movies was the 74th and 75th Hunger Games. So 65 years apart. Yeah. And it's like at the 10th Hunger Games, it's just it's and it's why it, it's kind of exploring like why the Hunger Games became that, and uh, why the main villain became a villain and like how he rose mm-hmm. like he got into that power. President Snow. President Snow. But the interesting thing is that, like, at the tenth annual Hunger Games, it, they just threw them in a pit, mm. and it was like everyone sat like a coliseum, like yeah. everyone just sat around and watched them. Yeah, it wasn't as an elaborate, interesting type of thing, and so. If you like lore and that kind of stuff, but also it had some really interesting like twists and turns that you didn't see coming. And you find yourself like rooting for the guy and then all of a sudden you're like, oh wait, like he starts doing things and you're like, oh yeah, wait, he's not he's a the good bad guy. guy. Yeah. He is a bad guy. Yeah. And this is how he became badder. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, if you like the Hunger Games, I, I definitely recommend that you check this movie out. Uh and yeah, best, so movie, best ever. movie I've ever seen. Wow! So next week, Napoleon. Next week, Napoleon. One of my most anticipated movies. But the interesting thing about next week is there's a lot of movies to choose from. So many. I also want to see Saltburn. Yeah, that's got a lot of buzz. Yeah. Yeah. That's in theater one. I'm wondering if it should have been in a bigger theater. But they're saying that like everyone's going to see Napoleon, but everyone's going to be talking about Saltburn. Interesting. That's what I heard. So. Well, they can go ahead and start buying tickets for Napoleon anytime. <laughs> the pre-sales are soft. Oh, really? But I think that's an audience that isn't doing pre-sales. I think that's the audience that says, Uncle Tom's been in the house with us right. for almost 48 right. hours. Right. Let's so, go to the movies. Let's see, yeah. <laughs> What's the longest movie playing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where's Oppenheimer when we need it? <laughs> exactly. Is uh, take two for Killers of the Flower Moon, please? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, the, the other thing that's interesting about Napoleon is the IMAX pre-sales are dramatically stronger than the regular. Really? Yeah. Which is interesting because there's definitely an audience of people who's like, hey, I'm psyched to see this movie and I want... I want to see the big blowout war scenes, mm. you know, the battle scenes yeah. in IMAX. Yeah. So, Interesting. Yeah. All right. You ready to move on to listeners' notes, questions, comments, answers, and so forth and so on? I thought you'd never ask. Okay. Well, let's start off with the big one. It's the final countdown. The final countdown. I was trying to do a dance move counting to 10, but, but there's way more than 10 beats. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So 
Wow. There's a lot to go over here because mm. we have two weeks, mm. but they kind of flow into each other. I'm going to let you take the lead. Okay. Uh, first, this is, of course, from our friend Top Ten Sarah, who had a great time at the Red Rose Film Festival. She attended one of the blocks of films and thoroughly enjoyed uh, the movies that she saw. Yeah, she said she liked the real uh, quick format. And like us, she's much more of a mainstream commercial moviegoer. She enjoyed or, or appreciated is the word she used for the Q&A sessions with the directors. So I think that um, I'm sure you guys know as well, but now I have been enlightened. Maybe Penn or David um, can enlighten more of us. Uh, explaining why the films are so short and the purpose of these festivals. So the films are short because everybody, almost by definition, who's sub submitting a film to these film festivals is doing so on a independent film budget. Yeah. And it costs money to make movies, and it literally costs more money to make longer movies. Yeah. Um, so the bigger the... It, there's a tipping point. You know, it doesn't make it doesn't cost more money to make it 25 minutes versus 30 minutes, but it makes dramatically more money to cost... It costs more than twice to make a 60-minute movie than a 30-minute movie or a 90-minute movie, that type of thing. So the reason why they're so short, a big part of it is because of the budgets. The purpose of the film of the film festivals, the reason why the um, film festivals exist is to give a platform for these smaller movies that don't have a budget to go out and market themselves. Right. Um, now, the Red Rose Film Festival, nobody's, nobody's making their career based on an award they got at the Red Rose Film Festival. But it adds up, you know. It's another sort of notch in their, in their belt, so to speak. And what they're doing, what they're hoping to do, is find a distributor who, you know, well, they're either trying to find a distributor for this particular film that they just played at the Red Rose Film Festival, or they're trying to put together enough of a resume that they can put together, you know, find an investor and make a budget and and make a proper full length movie. That type of thing. Yeah. Now, the bigger film festivals like Sundance or Cannes that you hear about in the news, what they're doing there is they're taking a smaller independent movie. So, for example, a movie that played at the Red Rose Film Festival might have had a budget from anywhere from $500 to $10,000. Maybe some of them spent $100,000 on them. A movie at Sundance, the budget was probably between a million and $10 million, you know, or less. Um so the, the movies that are going to Sundance or, or Tribeca or some of the larger film festivals, they are hoping to sell the rights to distribution for that movie. So we made this movie and we want it to go to movies around the world, movie theaters around the world. We need to find a distributor. And we're going to sell it to the distributor. Um, so a perfect example right now in Lancaster is a movie called um, Brave the Dark. Which you know is a, what between three and five million dollar budget movie. Uh, they're currently in the film festival circuit, really working hard to find a good distribution deal. Right. So that's what's going on at the festivals. It was great to see you, Sarah. Thank you for coming out. Um, it's also good that everyone's favorite sister is catching up on the podcast because as soon as she hears Penn call Wish the Wish, she will have some words for him. She might tell him that the Wish is a ship, and Wish is a movie. But I think Penn will be safe for a few weeks because Jen and I will be on The Wish next week on a cruise. On The Wish, we will be watching The Marvels. That is a movie and not a ship. Whoa. Did you get it, the email from them? I did. Yeah, with the pictures of them I, on the ship? I did. That's pretty, that's the next part we got here. So then fast forward a week, and they had a little bit of an update on some of the stuff they saw, which is really interesting. Uh, also, um, if we call that movie The Wish, I think we will not hear the end of it. 
Right. Yeah. So Jen and I just got back from our cruise on The Wish, and we actually watched a 15-minute preview of Wish. You know where else there's a funny difference between using the word the and not using the word the? What's that? On Facebook. If you search for The Penn Cinema Podcast, you'll find us. But if you search for Penn Cinema Podcast, it doesn't come up. it's the wrong one. Oh, really? Yeah. You can tell because it's, it's like a funky logo. It's not like the right thing. Some crazy people. Yeah. Well, no, it, it was us before we got organized. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, so they saw a 15-minute preview of Wish. We both enjoyed it and are excited to see it come out. The animation is amazing. And the fact that they could get Aisha's braids to look the way they do must have been some kind of technological breakthrough. We also saw the Marvels and loved it. Jen more than me. I think we both, oh, we forgot to talk about this scene. This was so funny. Huh. Uh, Jen and I, we, we both thought the Flurkin scene set to memory was hysterical. Did you get that reference? Do you know what that song Memory is from, from the Broadway show Cats? Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The rest of the movie was well done with Miss Marvel stealing the show, obviously. It will be fun to see where they take the series from here. We haven't been able to listen to the podcast yet, Le Gasp. So we haven't heard your opinion. It was fun to see on the ship because the theater was full of hardcore Disney files. So, of course, there were a few moments of applause during the movie and a pretty long applause at the end. That's applause. awesome. Yeah. I feel like post-Endgame, that hasn't happened for Marvel movies in a long time for me, where the I, audience is, like, super involved. I can't remember. Yeah. But I, I I haven't heard that since Endgame. Yeah, but Endgame, oh my god, it was so amazing. No, you know where I heard it? Where's that? Taylor Swift. Oh. Uh, I mean, they were yeah, into yeah. it, remember? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We also heard from Soap on a Rope. What's wrote, up? She wrote in. She was also at the podcast, the live podcast. Oh, was she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed her. Yeah, she was there, and she was uh, at the Red Rose Film Festival taking in some independent films. Nice. Yep, yep, she's good like that. Uh, she just wanted to say she had such a blast with the Marvels, and I hope I hope a lot of people get out to see it. Watching Kamala, Carol, and Monica all get to know each other was so fun, and I'd love to see the three of them together in the MCU again. Plot-wise, it's pretty boilerplate superhero movie. It's a pretty boilerplate superhero movie, but the characters are so solid, and the chemistry between them makes it worth a watch. Yeah, The humor is fun, the action sequences are creative, and we get a handful of really exciting cameos. All in all, I'd recommend this to anyone looking for a good time at the movies. That's uh, so. All right, look. So just, we got our opinions uh, backed yeah. up it. by the big hits. Yeah, Top Ten Sarah, everyone's favorite sister, Soap on a Rope. Yep. They're all like, the Marvels is good. Don't it's, take our word for it. Talk to Penn and David. You could almost say, is marvelous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you reminded me of Danny DeVito when you did that. <laughs> look, Was it the hands in the air? It might have been. It might have been. Those are some letters for some great people. And if you want to be a part of the show, best way to do that, you can send us an email, podcast at pencinema.com. You know, uh, hang on a sec. Oh. We forgot one. Did we forget one? Yeah. I believe that Papa Peter wrote in. Oh, Papa Peter did write in. Yes. Right. How did we miss that? I don't know. Papa Peter. <laughs> we need a sound. What would the sound effect for Papa Peter be? Pop, pop. Pop, pop. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Uh, he did write in. I couldn't. I don't remember seeing it when I looked at it. I, I, I even wrote him a text in him or called him on the phone 
and told him, I can't wait to talk about his letter on the show. We'll have to catch it next week. We'll catch it next week. Yeah. All right. So what are you doing outside of the wonderful wide world of the theater? What are you reading? What are you watching? What are you doing? What are you doing? I have, what I, are you doing? I have some. <laughs> or as I like to say, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> what are you doing with your life? Come on. Get, get on with it. What movie is this from? Your life is going down the toilet. Man, I don't know. Moonstruck. You know, I almost just said Moonstruck just to be like, it's probably from Moonstruck. Just to be funny. Yeah. Uh, as we mentioned at the top of the show. The beginning of this one? I am now a guy who's been to Nashville. Oh. Or as they call it, Nash Vegas. Nash Vegas? Yeah. Now let me tell you what I thought about Nash Vegas. Mm. Amy was there for her work. Yeah. So I tagged along. Right. I was just, I, I, I worked remotely while I was down there. Uh, Thursday, I worked really hard all day. And then Friday and Saturday, I just sort of stayed in touch. Yeah. Um, Nashville. Tennessee. Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. It's the redneck Las Vegas. Mm. It's unbelievable. It yeah. is exactly like Las Vegas. It's loud. It's in some ways obnoxious. I mean, do you, I, I would say one of the big differences is that it has a rich history as it relates to music, especially country music. Yeah. So it's pretty cool, but... Wait, 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 wait. Oh. Nashville has connections with country music? I also watched The Killer on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Legas. <laughs> <laughs> How was The Killer? Do you remember we watched a trailer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, this movie's great. Yeah. This movie's going to be great. Was it great? And I was like, I would even book it. I would book it at would the theater. Have? Did you? David. No. I kept waiting for something to happen. And then I will say this. I will say one thing about it. It was well done, and I like the way they organized the plot. It was a it was a straight line plot, and it even had like chapter one, this guy, and then it the next scene it said chapter two, this thing, and then the next chapter three, this thing. But my problem is, and we haven't talked about this in a while, but I have a problem with it. What's the problem with pen? With pen. I have a problem. I'm going to tell you my problem. I have one problem with it. Yeah. We haven't talked. This used to. We used to. We talked about this years ago, but we it hasn't really been a problem lately. But now it's a problem. Again. With pen. With pen. Right. My problem with this. With pen. Right. Okay. With this. Yeah. My problem. With pen. With this, this pen. With pen. Okay. My problem is this. This is my problem. My problem is. Do you have a problem with this? <laughs> this movie. Had the worst ending of all time. Oh, no. All time. It had the worst ending of all time. And as you're thinking, this can't possibly be the ending. The screen goes black and the credits roll. And How dare they? I felt like I wasted two hours of my life. So the only thing that's killed was time. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Amy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amy and I have been watching Lessons in Chemistry mm. with Brie Larson, okay. which we, first of all, we love. Okay. And second of all, her character in Lessons in Chemistry is not far off from her character in the Marvels. Okay. I mean, obviously it's two different universes, literally. Right. But like... They both have, like you were saying how in Miss Marvel's or in the Marvel's she's learning like how to be a mentor type of thing or like, like how to respond to other human beings and very much her brilliant persona in lessons in chemistry is frequently 
not in touch with the regular person. You know what I mean? She, she misses some social cues. Right. Um, so I, I enjoyed watching the Marvels and seeing Brie Larson and seeing some of the similarities between those two characters. Uh, I also rewatched in its entirety one of the best movies ever made, The Big Lebowski. Oh, nice. Oh, my God. So good. Love and you know what? Lebowski. Love it. And you know what I forgot that I loved about this movie? What's that? Among many little quotes, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh. As the little blonde, like, assistant guy. And he's like, we're really upset about this dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, the the big, Le- the Mr. Lebowski, the bad guy, he does, he refu- he never calls him dude. But Philip Seymour Hoffman really buys into that. Right. He's like, I hope this is not about the rogue dude. We're, we're really not worried about the rogue. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Such a good movie. Oh, my God. I love that movie. Um, so I was <laughs> down and out sick for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, that's why we missed last week. So I had a little bit of extra TV time, but aside from that, before I got sick, I saw the holdovers. Oh yeah, and I really liked it. Mm. It's not as funny as the ads make it out to be. I don't want to say it's heartwarming as much as it's just like it felt like a warm movie, isn't like real characters that changed and evolved okay and yeah like actual emotion i like that uh, at the end it's not like a feel-good ending but at the same time it's like i don't know you, you like the characters yeah it's a good movie and if you like sideways and movies like that it's totally like we're seeing it. and then there was a ton of people in the theater when i saw it too the movie's doing well yeah so uh, but I saw the holders. Then I, I, I discovered Stargate Atlantis is back on Prime, so I'm rewatching that. We didn't talk. Did we talk, talk about Loki ending? You, I mean, we didn't talk about an ending. No, I'm not. I, I didn't watch the ending. Okay. Well, so, okay. So let's wait. Okay. We'll have a Loki rehash recap. Yeah. After, because I think it's one of those things that like we, we should talk about. We could talk about. Okay. So we'll talk about Loki. Um, I started watching Band of Brothers for the first time. This is, this is a funny story. I'm like sitting there at, at the table. Tony Baloney's there. And I'm like, I started watching Band of Brothers. I don't get it. Like, <laughs> it's just not. And I watched one episode. I don't understand why it was such a big deal. Like, like I mean, like, it must get good because it was such a big deal. And he's like, oh, yeah, well, he pulls out his phone. He's like, well, you know, uh, such and such a guy in the movie who's got this nickname and I'm like I must not gotten there yet he's like oh well yeah here's a picture me and him he's like the it's about guys from my division because he was a paratrooper and he's like yeah they used to come and bring us beers at our like paratrooper get togethers oh shit he's like hanging out with the guys Tony yeah Tony Baloney's like I remember they told him I Spielberg and Tom Hanks guy came to our house and they want to do a movie about us like (laughs) Like, oh, man, look at you just showing off like that. Way Name to go, Tony Baloney. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know we had famous listeners. I know, right? Jeez. So Tony Baloney's a hero. That's all I could say. When, jumping out of planes. Yes, yes, that's for sure. When Tony Baloney was jumping out of planes, yeah. did he have, like, you know how in Top Gun they have helmets? And then, like, on the helmet it says Maverick? Oh. 
Did my, did my guy have a helmet that said baloney on the front? Oh my, I hope it did. <laughs> I hope it said baloney. With all my might. <laughs> and if it didn't, my new life mission is yeah. to get him a helmet. If you could go back in time and baloney. change one thing, I would change the helmet. Right. <laughs> Tony, Tony's helmet would say baloney. <laughs> uh, the last thing I want to talk about here mm. is I watched Scott Pilgrim Takes Flight. Which, do you like the Scott Pilgrim movie? No. No. I can tell you're already bored. No, 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 not bored. I just, it's like you with Jason Bourne. Like, I get that it's good, and I get that people like it, but it didn't click for me. Like, I watched it, and I had that. I, I can respect that. I, I was like, whatever. Yeah. So this is an animated. This is like the guy fights, and it says, pow, like yeah. zing. And I think it, this might sound weird, because I know. Sometimes you look at me and you're like, oh, yeah, clearly the same age as me. Right. But I'm actually a little bit younger. Just, it's, Just You're less younger than me than you were the last time we well, did yeah, the show. Yeah, because I definitely right. think. Yes. Yeah. Right. But I think this is more maybe like my era. Gotcha. Yeah. Like, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, because the guys who, when, when Scott Pilgrim came out, the yeah. movie, the guys that worked here who were significantly younger than me, they were going nuts for it. Right. They thought it was just God's gift to cinema. I like that movie a lot. I wouldn't say it's God's gift to cinema, but I, I, I like it a lot. Okay. Uh, I read I read the books, and this so Netflix put out a, a cartoon that's animated like the comic that it's based off of. I don't know if you know if it was a comic before it was a movie. Uh, yeah, I did. Okay. I mean, only because everybody told me that. I didn't know. I wasn't aware of it. Right. So I started watching it, and I was like, this just seems so drastically different. And then Scott dies in the first episode. Oh. Like, it's it's exactly the same up until the first fight. Yeah. And then Scott dies. Excellent. And it's just this alternate universe. It's, it's an alternate story of, like, I mean, there's more to it. I don't want to spoil it for people who like Scott Pilgrim. What platform is it on? Netflix. Nice. But maybe I'll watch it. I don't think you'll like, but maybe. You, <laughs> I, I don't think that you, if you didn't like the movie, I, but the whole idea is that, like, <laughs> the first battle happens. And Scott dies, and then it's about like Ramona trying to figure out like what happened, and then reconciling with their exes, and because it's kind of funny, like he defeats her, and he's like, "Well, that means I get you now, don't I? I mm. beat I beat him, so I get to date you." And she's yeah. Like, what? No. He's like, "Well, what was the whole point of the evil league of exes then?" <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, wait, what? <laughs> if we don't get to date her, then why are we here? <laughs> so, yeah, this is kind of like funny look at, at what would have happened. <laughs> So, anyway, that's what's going on next week. Big week. Big week. Big week. You're skipping right over something. What what am I skipping over? Next week, we're reviewing Napoleon, but between now and then, it's Thanksgiving. We're celebrating Thanksgiving. Man. Yeah. Eating all the turkey? No. Oh, that's right. You don't do the meat. I don't do the meat. That's why I don't understand. Because in Scott Pilgrim, vegans have superpowers. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I thought you would be all maybe about it. maybe I maybe I should revisit it. Right, you realize your true potential. Maybe I was blinded by the hamburger I was eating. They can teleport from like places to place anywhere. <laughs> so, all right. Well, you have a great vegan Thanksgiving with your family. Thank you. I'm gonna eat some meat. Atta boy. And think about how you're not eating it. <laughs> <laughs> you should have two. Yeah. You should have twice. For I me. wasn't gonna eat so much. Right. 
but someone's got to make up for Penn. <laughs> right. <laughs> and my mom's like, don't you want any more Brussels sprouts? Penn's got that Penn's covered. Got I'll stick with the meat. I got to say the kale salad coming. And we're partners yeah, in right. podcasting, yes. so we split yes. things up. Yes, yes. You know? <laughs> so happy Thanksgiving to Happy everybody. Thanksgiving. If you want to be a part of the show next week, go ahead and shoot us an email. The best way to do that is podcast mm -hmm. at .com. Yep. But if you want to support the show, yeah. what are people doing? Well, I was re-watching on the Today Show this morning Yeah, that there's a new trend, a Thanksgiving trend. Oh. You know, normally when people go around Thanksgiving table and they say what they're grateful for, they yeah. say some stupid shit like, my family and friends, <laughs> you know. No one believes that. My children. Nah, come on. Everybody knows you're lying. Yeah. What you really want to say is, I'm grateful for the Penn Cinema <laughs> podcast. And then your family and friends will be so touched by your candid honesty, it'll start a trend and everybody around the table will surely agree. And I'd like to change my answer too. Yeah. <laughs> Previously I had said, I'm grateful for beating cancer, but now I would like to change my answer to the Penn Cinema podcast. I, I, what I would love <laughs> is if anyone does this over Thanksgiving, to just have your phone on record. Right. And deadpan when it gets to you, I'm thankful for the Penn Cinema podcast. And then don't elaborate. Right, right. Refuse to go any further. I just, I want to hear See what everyone be like, yes. what? what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I am grateful for the Penn Cinema podcast, and I will express that sincerely yeah. for all of our listeners and for David and for the whole show and everything about it. So <laughs> I dig it. Awesome. All right. Well, once again, for the Penn Cinema podcast, I'm David Walton. And I'm Penn Ketchum. Take, Take care, care and party, party on. on. Thanks for joining us this episode. Our hosts would love to hear from you. To contact the show with your thoughts and reviews, email podcast at pencinema.com. This podcast is a production of Penn Cinema. Escape to the movies at Penn Cinema, featuring crisp digital projection, killer sound, reserved seating, and premium power recliners. With locations in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Wilmington, Delaware, and Huntington Valley, Pennsylvania. Showtimes and tickets available at www.pencinema.com.